0: Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more movie and nostalgia podcasts, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me.
1: Welcome to Wistful Thinking, the podcast where we revisit pop culture from our youth to see if it's as good all grown up. I'm Jordan Polin-Clark. With me is my co-host, Kara Gayle O'Regan. Hi. And she sounds so excited because we're here for Jim Carrey Month. Welcome. Um, we are against um, our own judgment, really. <laughs> uh, we... uh, not mine. Not mine. No, I had the judgment to say that this was not a great idea. Well, I know it's not a good idea, but I feel... I feel we have to stick to it. I don't.
0: I, th- <laughs> I feel we need an intervention. So, listeners, please, <laughs> wistfulpod
1: at gmail.com. Beg us to stop. Um, anyway, we're continuing our male 90s comedians uh, theme that we said we would do every other month. That was our compromise. And so we've moved on to Jim Carrey, who I would argue is... At the very least, more entertaining than Mike Myers. And went on to have a much more interesting career than Mike Myers. Like, there's more here, yeah. I feel like.
0: I, I, I agree. I don't like either of them.
1: I don't like Mike Myers. I kind of do like Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I don't... Okay, so we watched... We started... We're starting today with um, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective... As Kara sighs deeply. Fuck this fucking terrible it's, movie! It's bad. I hated it so much. So the reason I chose this to start with is because so this movie came out in 1994, which was just like an insane year for a. He was unknown, unknown, and in the same year, Ace Ventura: The Mask and Dumb and Dumber, which were all huge hits oh those all were 94 1994 okay that's interesting which is crazy yeah. and the only thing he really did before this was he was on living color that's the only mm-hmm. thing anyone would have ever seen him on he didn't do nothing but nothing anyone would know about so you know that's regardless of how good or bad the movies are like that's a big deal and then the next year was it the next year is two years after like Like, fairly soon after, he went on to make, he made a follow-up to Ace Ventura. He made, oh, what am I forgetting, in between The Cable Guy and this. There's one other movie. By the time he made The Cable Guy two years later, he was paid the highest amount a male actor was ever paid to appear in a movie. Like, Mm -hmm. like he was huge. Oh, I, I,
0: you know, yeah. (laughs) I won't doubt that. I won't uh, discount that
1: So Ace Ventura Was
0: well, So the only research that I did For this episode Was some research to find out Where this Which is a story that's Loosely centered around A dolphin uh, Where <laughs> this movie falls In the early to mid 90s movies About sea creatures um, Oh that's you really this. specific this is the only thing that interested me in the entire movie. Okay. You had this in 94. Um, See, so yeah, and I already forgot, but there was also Free Willy, which I think was maybe the year before. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And, oh, that movie with the little girl who was in Waterworld and a seal. but I don't remember what the name is. Oh,
1: Andre. It was called Andre. hmm Yeah. Andre. Yeah.
0: And I'm definitely missing some. But this was part of a boom it was like a oh. 93 94
1: thing mm-hmm. huh. and they were all i mean this isn't a kids movie no but it, it's not. it was like we, i mean yeah like, the only the only people who would really like like the ace ventura character i feel are children or you know like teenage boys maybe mm-hmm. um and like i saw this A ton of times when I was a kid. Yeah. uh, None of it stuck, though. Oh, all of it stuck. I remembered every
0: part of it. Oh, that's unconscionable. Um, The other thought that I had while I was watching this was like, oh, is this why I was into the Miami Dolphins? Because I think somebody asked me what my favorite football team was, and I picked that because uh, the color teal features rather prominently in their branding. Um, but also, maybe it was because of this movie? I'm not sure. It definitely had nothing to do with football, though.
1: I mean, I, I choose my football teams largely based on colors, also. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't that. understand
0: who, like, what other criteria you would use. Uh,
1: the movie in between, the other movie I couldn't remember was Batman Forever. Which was another He's ter- ter- terrible movie. Oh, is he the Jewel? He plays or... he plays the Riddler. Riddler. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. A terrible movie, That's but kind a of a movie. fun terrible movie?
0: I mean, yeah. It's fun I
1: don't think it's actually as
0: bad as people no, think No it is. it is. No,
1: it is. Wait, which one are
0: we talking about?
1: Batman Forever. Yeah. The one I don't know. the one where they had nipples on their suits. <laughs> 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 um Okay, so Ace maybe coming
0: soon to a Tim Burton month near you. To
1: what? We'll see. Well, we brief. I,
0: I at least floated the idea of doing a Tim Burton
1: month. Well, I think that. It, no, that wasn't it. Wasn't Tim Burton anymore though? By no, then. no. Tim Burton. The last one he made was like a few years before that. His his were good. That man. Those were the which, Joel Schumacher ones.
0: Batman Forever. Yeah. You're talking about yeah. okay. I can't keep the name of it in my brain for more than two seconds. Um, Joel Schumacher.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... Which, okay, but which is what, the one with what? Nicole Kidman? That's this... That's Batman Forever. Okay. That's all that matters? No. <laughs> no. But it's definitely not the one with Alicia Silverstone. It, that's the next one after this. Same director and okay. same cast, like same Batman. It's a Val Kilmer Batman. Oh, God, they do right? have nipples. No, I'm Why? wrong. That's the um, the one after this is the George Clooney Batman. Mm, yeah, but, with but Chris it, O'Donnell. But, it's, with, but, but they it, still have nipples. Well, Batman Forever had Chris O'Donnell, too. It's just, I think ba- Val Kilmer only lasted for one movie and then was replaced by George Clooney. Gotcha. But it was in the same, um, you know, Batman world. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The thing... I don't
0: actually care. One of all. the
1: things that I remember... I care a little bit because I I largely don't like superhero movies and get mm-hmm. made fun of a lot because I don't like or care about them, but... I think Batman is my one exception to that. Like, I actually really enjoy all of the Batman movies, mm-hmm. except for The Dark Knight Rises. Is that the last one in that series? I don't Maybe. Like, I don't like that one. I haven't seen the vast majority of them. They're just not for me. Um, Everything moves too fast. Uh, the only thing I remember about the... Or like one of the only things I remember about when Batman Forever was out is that McDonald's did a promotion <laughs> with it, and they get, and they you could get these like um they're not made of glass, but like these like mugs um that had the characters on them, and you could collect them. <gasps> Which is the one with Uma Thurman in it? Mm, I feel like maybe that's the one after this. Like she's. Mm. Oh, yeah, she plays in the one poison Ivy. Silverstone. Yeah. She's also
0: great. Anyway, sorry, continue. I was just I looking know. at pictures no, on Google. No, I don't
1: go for it. Um, okay, I'm going to try to do the plot of Ace Ventura. We're going to go back to the movie that we actually watched.
0: Uh, when th- there's honestly no real reason to, but
1: sure. Okay. The plot is... So there's Jim Carrey, who plays Ace Ventura, who is a pet detective. He's got, like, a special relationship with animals, and he... People hire... But not in the way that you might think. No. You know, I feel like people who have
0: special relationships with animals, they're very intuitive, they're probably kind of quiet, very empathetic, and he's none of those things. He's
1: just, like, a weirdo. Sure. Um, And so... Right, pet detective and I, I like like to me, like some of the parts with the animals were the only parts that I was like I could see how this character could yeah. be endearing but like you did it wrong. You know? <laughs> um so okay, Ace Ventura, pet detective people hire him to solve animal kidnappings. Is that right? Is that how I say that? Uh, when they
0: can't find their animals, I guess. Or when they have animal-related mysteries. Because right. the animal in question in this film is not actually a pet. No. It is a mascot.
1: So the, yes, so the mascot of the Miami Dolphins, who is a dolphin named Snowflake, disappears. And East Ventura is hired by the team to recover the dolphin before the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, that's the game in football, right? Yeah um and so you have courtney cox as the lead pr person for the team so she's in this a bunch and she ends up being the love interest although like why peripherally anyway (laughs) whatever she's like kind of wasted in this I, i liked her i'm glad she was in it but whatever And yeah, so that's the plot of this movie is that he's hired to find the dolphin. He eventually finds the dolphin who was kidnapped by a former kicker from the team who is now a transgender woman who is, we'll get there, calm down, we'll get there, (laughs) who is, has become a police officer and she's working on the case and that's did I miss anything Uh, I I don't know I
0: honestly wasn't paying very close attention uh, uh, because I wasn't enjoying myself very much but you don't actually find out that uh, this police woman who seems to have some level of authority of the police department i'm not sure what like rank she is um maybe she's a detective i'm not sure uh but you don't find out that she is trans until like the last like the third act of the movie maybe like really very close to the end things take an extremely extremely violently transphobic turn and it's like like if the like the previous however many minutes were kind of like "Mm, this is just like not for me like all of a sudden I was like what the fuck like this is not okay like and and not in like a yeah well you know it's a comedy from the 90s kind of way like way far beyond that yeah I found it very distressing and I did not like it
1: yeah it wasn't cool and that's like the one of I mean one of the main criticisms of the movie even at the time. Although obviously mm-hmm. we I think we're much better at seeing it now. But even you know some of the critics... this movie no the critics didn't like it. Nobody gave it a good review. I can't imagine. Why. <laughs> um, and even then you know when it wasn't like largely talked about and like that kind of humor kind of was like you know more normal uh even then a lot of them were like yeah no well because like he
0: finds this out and then has this freak out and does all of these things in a way where i was like watching it and i was like this is how trans people get murdered like all the time you know what i mean and it like was just so profoundly disturbing for the like, because it's just the tone totally shifts, and it's just like it becomes like a completely different movie. Really upsetting,
1: yeah. Well, and also, like, um, I read something oh, The Crying Game. The Crying Game is the other movie that has a trans person in it from the same time period. And mm-hmm. in both cases, the trans person is essentially portrayed as like incredibly mentally ill, and like the villain, yeah. and like all this shit that's just like super not cool
0: yeah and this this movie already like had a uh, extended tour of a mental health facility while making mental illness the butt of a like a very i, I thought long, that was
1: as joke. that was as offensive as the trans yeah
0: thing. i think so too but um like i, I it didn't It didn't affect me in the same way because I wasn't like, oh, this is how people get murdered. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it was just kind of like, this is very inappropriate. But, I mean, especially after having watched um, all those Mike Myers movies with all of the ableism in those, like, you know, it's, I think we're more, uh, I don't know, I'm more... uh, nerd to ableism because I am more attuned to seeing it mm-hmm. so I'm just like used to it a little bit more um because it usually manifests in more subtle ways than Jim Carrey fucking up his hair and putting on a tutu and you know mm-hmm. bouncing around a mental institution yeah so that wasn't great also there's like a lot of misogyny in this movie too but you know
1: what is it there's like that one scene where him and Courtney Cox are sitting together in her backyard and he's telling her that she takes bad care of her dog. He's like, what do you feed your dog? She's really unhappy and like whatever. He's kind of standing up for the dog. And mm-hmm. and then she is basically like, whatever, you don't know what you're talking about and is being kind of a dick back to him. And then he, why did, he starts calling her fat. Like, and it's supposed to be funny, I guess, but it's like not funny. He's like legit being yeah. really mean to her. And I, it, like, the tone of it was so weird. Yeah. Well, I
0: just actually was not feeling well yesterday and just like spent all day on the couch and watched like four movies. And one of them happened to be The Devil Wears Prada because it was on TV on the channel that I happened to have on. Um, and they call Anne Hathaway fat in that movie like sixteen times. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. What the fuck? Is this why America hates Anne Hathaway? Did it's not see even her fault.
1: The meme that was going around that was Anne Hathaway realizing that she ate her last cupcake and it's like her face when she reaches into the bag. It's perfect. It's so good. Are you looking it up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't understand why people don't like her. She's so relatable. I, I don't know. Is that why people don't like her? Because
1: she's relatable. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't. Like, I don't, kind don't of dislike normal. her, but I mean, I don't like. There's nothing that I she's in that I like. Like I also couldn't tell you yeah. very many things that she's in
0: either. Yeah, I don't think I could either. Um, I also watched. So that's a movie that extremely does not hold up very well. Like in a lot of ways. And what was I going to say? Oh, that there is not a single iconic outfit in the entire movie, which I found astounding. The costume designer on that was Patricia Field, who did Sex in the City. And like all of the outfits are very blah. Mm. But anyway. The other movie, one of the other movies that I watched yesterday, which extremely does not hold up either, was Ten Things I Hate About You.
1: Oh, what parts of it don't (laughs) hold up? I haven't seen it in a while.
0: Literally the entire thing, like every aspect of it it is just like, oh no. But I had a lot more nostalgia around that, so it was still
1: like slightly enjoyable. But yeah, not not great. I forgot how much of this movie. There was like a bunch of quotes that I was like, oh, that's from this movie. Cause, mm. Because, it, like, Jim Carrey, I feel like with this and with the mask, became, like, very quotable by children yeah. and teenagers. Which one? Is like, this already I, done? Or is that the mask? This is already then. That was the first... No. Okay. Oh, wait. Hold on. I wrote them down. Uh, I'm going them down. <laughs> no, also, shit
0: balls. I'm curious if that comes from this
1: movie. Me too. I that all the time. And, yeah, and I, it made, made me think of The Good Place because Eleanor's tries to say shitballs and she says shirtballs mm-hmm. um yeah i wondered if that was like the first appearance of shitballs because i do like that phrase already then is this movie okay he says loser a lot oh <laughs> hector Salamanca from breaking bad is in this and he looks exactly the same age that he does in breaking bad even though this movie came out like 25 years ago hmm. um Yeah, I remembered, like, every beat of this movie. Um, and then realized that I know, like, I compared my brain to Mike Myers, and I realized that I know Jim Carrey's career a lot better, but also there is more to know, I think, because he got more interesting, because he started making things Mm -hmm. like The Cable Guy and The Truman Show, and did kind of grow as an actor and even like and eternal
0: make, sunshine which is a movie that yeah. I love
1: and man on the moon like he made he started to make interesting choices as he aged in yeah. f- in ways that were fun of making so i like i like shreks yeah and you know or like scooby doo like we talked about matthew lillard a lot how like he kind mm-hmm. of just like is able to kind of coast on that like yeah. i don't jim carrey didn't didn't latch on to like these characters and try to coast on them like he continued to grow i feel like
0: yeah like he made a horror
1: movie he what horror movie did he make mm, i want to say it's called the number 23 do you remember that oh yeah i did see that like he made at least one scary movie Mm-hmm.
0: he's on a show now that joey has been trying to get me to watch for about a year it's called what's it called Oh, it's called Kidding. It's on. Oh, on Showtime. Showtime, maybe. Okay, so it's on yeah. Showtime, and he plays a figure skater.
1: And also, Tara Lipinski is on it. He and plays so... a figure skater. That's not what I remember that being about at all. I mean, I haven't oh. seen it, but I just mean the the trailer. Oh, maybe he's it. not a figure skater. I thought it's he's like, like, some like a, sort a of, television um... show host, like a children's television show host.
0: Yeah, like a Mister Rogers, but on ice, yeah. maybe. Really, yeah. I don't remember the ice being
1: the part of it. At some point, he, he,
0: <laughs> there is an ice rink involved. I don't know how much of the show involves sk- figure skating. Uh, I've, I, kind of erase it from my brain every time Joey mentions it to me. Um, but I might, I might check it out in between when we record this in our next episode. I, I think because I love Tara Lipinski. I think he has
1: like a smart dark streak that's Mm -hmm. really fun
0: yeah and then also he uh dated or maybe was married to jenny mccarthy for a while Mm -hmm. and was helping her uh spread anti-vaccine propaganda
1: Mm -hmm. so there's that too but he seems done with that now hopefully hopefully yeah i don't know
0: Um, there's a documentary on Netflix that I haven't seen, because it doesn't really interest me, but it's about, like, him and Andy Kaufman. Oh, yeah,
1: and, like, how he was on the set of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I haven't watched it. I meant to watch that, because apparently he was very insane.
0: I forgot about that.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: It's, like, weird enough as it is, so for him to go method on andy kaufman i can't
1: even imagine what a nightmare um we've talked about this off air before i want to say because we i watched the mask like two months ago Mm -hmm. you didn't watch it right i didn't but uh one of my favorite podcasts
0: switchblade sisters covered it uh, with comedian emily heller who yeah the a, a co-host of another one of my favorite podcasts called baby geniuses go check them both out because they're great um yeah and they were talking about the mask and um i enjoyed their conversation about it but i will i it didn't it didn't make me want i to watch watched it movie. and then i
1: listened to it yeah um and it's it's like whether or not you like him or like his movies or whatever, like you can really see in the mask. It's just like incredible how physical he is. Mm-hmm. He does this like crazy dance scene with Cameron Diaz, where like the energy is just like so high, and he's a good dancer. Like it, it's really incredible like how physical he is, and you can you can yeah. see that in this. It doesn't make sense. As a human character in this, like it works in the mask because the, that character is not a human. They're mm-hmm. not fully human anyway. Um, but it's just kind of weird in this. Yeah, it's like everybody else is a real person and he's a cartoon or something. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. He definitely has some like Roger Rabbit, like Looney Tune vibes.
1: Yeah. Um, The Mask is also, like, an insane movie, and I'm like, how did this get made? And we all watched it? Okay, sure. (laughs) Oh no, he still believes that vaccines cause autism. Too bad. Well, folks, they
0: don't, just in case you're confused on the matter.
1: Vaccinate your fucking children!
0: Alright, I'm done. Okay. Um, Cannibal Corpse is in this movie.
1: That was weird. What? What? The metal band That's oh yeah there's like a metal yeah. scene I, that was the part where I like really wasn't paying attention and I looked up <laughs> and I was like why are we here yeah
0: yeah I don't know I wouldn't be able to tell you they did not register with me beyond uh, who the band was also um, they use the Mission Impossible theme song in this mm-hmm. but this is before Mission Impossible was a thing no it's not Question mark? because Mission
1: Impossible no. was a TV show like a thousand years ago before oh, it was a movie I don't series. think I knew that. Okay, I think that makes I don't know. Hold on, a lot let, me, more sense. let me look that up to make sure. Yes, TV series, 1966 to 1973. So yeah, and then the movie started in like '96. mm Mhm.
0: That's all my notes, and then the last note is just "What dot 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 the fuck question mark"? Parentheses transphobia. That's the only. The notes director I of
1: this also directed. A couple of other of his movies. Um, One was Liar Liar. And Bruce Almighty was the other one. Um, He also directed The Nutty Professor. All movies Um, I hate. Yeah, I mean, they're all terrible movies. Although, I don't remember, like, hating Liar Liar. Oh, I Um, do. Really? Why? Because it's just
0: annoying. Oh, okay. I just find him annoying,
1: I think. I think, I, (laughs) I remember my brain thinks that it used his physicality really well mm. because of how his body reacted every time he couldn't lie yeah and that's like basically all i remember but i do like remember yeah, liking that point. and thinking it was kind of funny and cute you know mm-hmm. uh, uh uh oh but so this director you know made a bunch of like kind of whatever comedy movies and then got in a really bad bike accident Oh, no. And suffered from, like, a concussion and, like, some some kind of, like, post-concussion something yeah. that, like, really messed him up. And oh, it, that it made him very much, like, question, like, you know, the industry and, like, w- what he was doing in the world and all that. And so he sold everything he owned. Like, he, you know, had a giant mansion, whatever. He sold it all and moved into... A trailer although it does seem like it was a real fancy trailer in a real fancy place <laughs> hey you know just because you live in a trailer um, doesn't
0: mean it doesn't have to be
1: a nice trailer sounds like maybe it was just like a tiny house whatever <laughs> before like we had words for that anyway and then and then made a documentary about it which like apparently wasn't a very good documentary but also it does <laughs> seem like it wasn't horrible and like it was you know, a kind of different path for yeah. somebody in, you know, Hollywood to take. Although now it just says that he teaches film, so I don't know that he's stuck with that all the way.
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's Tom
1: Shadyac. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book about it, too, I think.
0: That's interesting. I might see if I can see that doc- documentary. Oh, he also opened
1: a homeless shelter. That's nice, yeah, yeah, I mean he and he definitely didn't continue making big, dumb comedies as far as I can tell, so at least not past uh two
0: thousand seven when he produced I now pronounce you, Chuck and Larry, yeah, which I never saw, but I'm sure is not great,
1: sure, it's very problematic and also not good. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: it looks like he's done some other uh, documentary work too. I'm just looking at his, uh, or at least like, uh, documentary uh, production, if not necessarily direction.
1: Um. So I, I, I. There isn't like a lot more to say about this movie in particular, cause it's bad. Um. But I've, I feel, I have mixed feelings about what we should watch. Next, because we have one more Jim Carrey movie this month. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we should stay in the 90s. Okay. Like, in near the... I feel like it should be The Cable Guy. I think The Cable Guy is a really polarizing movie. Uh, But I also think it's secretly, like, very good. I might be wrong. I mean... I haven't seen it in probably 10 years.
0: Yeah, we'll see. See how it goes. I'm definitely going to watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, because i have been meaning to watch it anyway so this is a good time to do that i guess
1: i i like would be curious to watch it again i i haven't i don't know that i've seen it since it was out like maybe once since it was out yeah and i wonder if there are more parts of it that i would be upset about now like i well, like I want to say, like I'm worried that like Kate Winslet is like maybe too like manic pixie dream girl in it. She absolutely but is, then, but I think
0: that it's a lot more interesting than that.
1: Yeah, that's what And then, speaking. but then I'm also like, well, I think Jim Carrey is probably also a little bit like manic pixie dream boy, except for it's it's from his point of view, right? Right. Yeah. But I think just like uh, like. For,
0: The way that it kind of plays with narrative structure and like going back into the memories and that whole conceit is really interesting. Um, Also, Carson Dunst is in it. Yeah. Uh, And Elijah Wood plays a real weird weird character. Mm -hmm. Oh, and uh, is that Sam Rockwell? Who is that guy? Which other? The scientist. Who plays the doctor? Like the technician. No.
1: Um, Is it Mark Ruffalo? That sound, yeah, he's cute. I saw him in real life once. <laughs> oh, exciting! Mm, very exciting. Um, uh,
0: I just saw uh, I I think it was Paul Feig the other day when I was in Midtown Manhattan, um, and I just finally saw his Lady Ghostbusters thing that he made.
1: Oh, did you like it?
0: Yeah, it was fine. Okay, I I didn't. It didn't really move me one way or the other. Um, you know, cool to see girls doing stuff. Uh doing stuff in ugly jumpsuits. I mean I don't find them ugly. I was literally about to say I would like one.
1: <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like they didn't make a, they didn't really they didn't try at yeah, all. They, they were not sexy. Like not yeah. at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why I like them. Um, um that was fun. You know.
1: I cried yeah. when there's, like, a moment where they're, at like, near the end when they're, like, doing the big battle scene, and Kate McKinnon has, like, a really badass, like, slow-mo with her guns mm-hmm. in her ugly jumpsuit, and I definitely cried <laughs> during that part. Yeah. You know, just, you don't you know, see that a lot. I don't know if I've ever seen anything that I could even compare to that, like, moment in that. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, it's just Ghostbusters or whatever, but... But, I
0: mean, not just go- Ghostbusters or whatever. Like, Ghostbusters is a cultural landmark, you know? And it's, like, really... And also that we have so so few examples of badass women doing badass shit in, like, well, yeah. action movies and stuff. Like, in a way that isn't objectifying them at the same right. time. It's know? not,
1: yeah. Like, it's not Lara Croft, you know? <laughs> right. Um. I, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, like, getting a little annoyed because, like... It had to, we had to take th- something that people already knew and yeah, plug but, women uh, into it, which pissed people off, which, whatever, that's sure. stupid, but also it's like, For various I, f- I feel like we had to do, that's what we had to do to get people to want to mm-hmm. see it. We couldn't yeah. just, like, make an original story with nope. a bunch of badass women, because no one nope. would have wanted to see it.
0: No. Nope. Or oh, that's... The uh, explanation as to why they, they wouldn't. I mean, yeah, you're you're totally right, and that's really fucking annoying. Um, you know, that's the world we live in.
1: Well, and now they're like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I feel like I heard that. Oh, they're re remaking it. just with yeah. men again. <laughs>
0: like, not even... With men again, and the. So, <laughs> Ivan Reitman, yeah. uh, I think it's Ivan is the dad. He's the one who directed the first one Mm -hmm. and jason reitman his son is gonna be directing this version so keeping it in the family definitely not
1: giving other people new opportunities Uh, i'm just like why do we need to whatever we we talk about this like i just don't understand why we need to keep making the same thing over and over again when like (sighs) we could just not because like there are like millions of people with millions of incredible (laughs) ideas and Mm-hmm. Smart and talented people who deserve a platform. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but why would we <laughs> just, give them this? I would be just silly.
1: I, um, I will say
0: though that uh, last year a bunch of like original wonderful movies came out. None of them really got like the awards recognition that they should have. But it's not like people aren't making. Original no, of course films. they are. Of course they are. But just like the the
1: big. The big movies that you see.
0: Yeah, well, they have to justify the expense somehow, you know? They're like, well, if we're going to spend this much money making a movie, you know, it better be
1: a guaranteed hit. Which backfires half the time anyway. Yeah. They make garbage, and, like, people know it's garbage. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes not so much. Um, I watched... Let's see, I've watched three movies. Oh, I've watched so many last. That's a lot for me lately, though.
0: Yeah. I've watched... I watched, like, seven this week. Eight, actually, now that I include...
1: That's a lot. Ace
0: Ventura. I know. Uh, yeah, I really not I didn't, was not feeling I didn't well. count Ace Ventura
1: in, in the three. Yeah. Um, I watched Mary, Queen of Scots. Ooh, how is that? Um, I haven't seen that one I yet. mean, confusing if you don't know... <laughs> Anything yeah. about like that story, which I didn't really. It's a confusing I was, like, wi- story. I was yeah. like Wikipediaing it while I was watching it, but it's yeah. really beautiful, and the, it, the acting is really good. um So mm-hmm. I still enjoyed watching it for sure. um And then I watched I watched three very very strong, interesting women movies. So then that's I watched. Good. Wait, did you see the favorite? That's another one that I watched. I watched it yesterday. Oh my god, isn't it incredible? It, yes, and also it's like the longer
0: the more time that goes by, like the more I I, I, I feel like I need to watch it again, it. but like also oh,
1: his movies make me feel gross and so <laughs> I I need like a break. Like I can't just yeah, go watch that again. Like it's gross. Yeah. It's like grotesque um, in
0: a lot of ways I feel. Um Oh, it is grotesque and like on purpose uh i loved it though the the costumes on it are really interesting because they're not like period accurate but the costume designer sandy powell who was uh nominated for two oscars this year in the same category for costume design both for the favorite and for mary poppins she's an icon um but like she had this like really short period of time and a pretty limited budget so she like got, like, a few swatches of fabric and then, like, based all of the costumes off of, like, this um, laser-cut vinyl lace that she found. So, like, there's a lot of lace in the movie, but it's all the same exact pattern because she like took this pattern and then laser cut cotton and created all of this lace because it was a very lacy time so while I was watching it I was like what's the deal with this lace I'm confused it's like very distinctive and not at all like what I was expecting to see and then I read about it afterwards and was very impressed by like the creative problem solving used to kind of like get around that limited budget and limited
1: time frame You see so many things in movies that I don't see. (laughs) 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 Like flowers and costumes. Not that I don't see them, but I don't see them the way that you do. Yeah. Well, Um, I'm really glad that Ruth Carter won for Black Panther... Yeah, which I still haven't seen yet. Oh, but the like, costume, I mean, the movies Yeah, they look amazing. Fine. The movie is fine. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I said before, I don't care about superhero movies. This one does feel particularly like special, and like you should oh, see of it. Yeah, and I did like it. I mean, there's a my main complaint about a lot of the superhero movies is just that I can't see them because the action is they so fast, move too fast. and the, yeah. it's no, so I much the CGI problem. that it, I, I can't see it. So. Yeah. it definitely has And it that. also like triggers
0: migraines for me mm-hmm. so I, that's why I haven't watched it yet because I just like I, I definitely couldn't see it in a theater and you know I just haven't my brain hasn't been feeling stable enough to watch yeah. action movies but the
1: the costumes were like I walked away being like I want that where like I've never yeah. seen that before it's gorgeous I want to wear that right now <laughs> it was incredible. yeah and um their production designer one, too. Also
0: a black woman, which is very awesome. Because they're, like, the only two black women to win technical categories. And, like, not ever. I think there was, like, one other person. I think it was, like, kind of ever, though.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Wow. So, uh, right. So, I watched, I did watch The Favorite. um, And... And then I watched The Wife oh yeah you did tell me about that which and you said that Glenn Close
0: is great in it.
1: it yeah it wasn't like an amazing amazing movie but I just think that the story that it tells was really felt really timely and Glenn mm-hmm. Close is very good in it um, interesting it's about a woman whose husband is nominated or wins the Nobel Prize for Literature um, but she has done all of his writing, you know, for forty years, yeah. um, you know, by choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she kind of, you know, but in her in credit. her in her older age is like you, fed up with it, you know, like she is. Mm-hmm. She becomes done, you know, and and just it goes back and it goes back and forth in time a little so you kind of see how they first met and like the position that she found herself in as a young woman writer in like the 60s feeling like feeling like there was no way she she would ever get published so she kind of just was like did it for him because she knew that he could get published and she couldn't Mm -hmm. and that's how it started and it's super upsetting and um an interesting story yeah i liked that too that's
0: cool did you see the silver purple suit that she wore to the independent spirit awards i did not it was great she also brought her dog (laughs) i think she actually won there i mean i don't
1: know i meant to watch and then i got distracted yeah i I didn't i didn't watch that i didn't watch the oscars i didn't watch any of it
0: the the independent spirit awards are usually like if i'm going to watch something that's the one that i'll watch because they're usually like really weird <laughs> weird and like they're movies that i'm a lot more interested in um and they're i think that their nominations this year better reflected the movie like the the actual good movies
1: that came out because i'm sorry to bother so. you won something right yeah I think so it won something at that or something else very recently and I was like "Ooh, thank god it won something yeah because that was so fucking that good that was it's... the yeah let's see it was I'm the definitely the, the most right interesting now. memorable movie that I saw last well yeah actually that and 8th grade is the other one okay and Bo Burnham one... did win
0: right yeah for best best first screenplay yeah uh, sorry to bother you uh, was best first feature
1: So I'm glad for that. They were both very, very deserving. I think maybe those were my favorite movies from last year. Uh, Sorry to Bother You definitely
0: was. um, Leave No Trace was... I didn't see that. I have
1: it. I haven't watched it yet.
0: It is incredible. It is so good. Just so, so good in so many ways. I can't wait until you see it because I want to talk to you about it. Um, That one, The Tale uh was really incredible although i think it's one that like a lot of people didn't see because it was distributed weird on hbo and yeah i don't even like think
1: i've heard of that a
0: very heavy subject matter no you've definitely heard about it because i've asked you about it twice and both oh. times you're like
1: oh yeah but i but, but i thought that's because it was a mini series it wasn't actually a movie no it's a movie oh i thought no, it was a, a mini series on hbo no um
0: i have heard of it so that one's incredible starring laura dern directed by jennifer fox written by jennifer fox based on a short story that she wrote when she was 13 years old which is wild um and also her like own experience it's like
1: did you ever go back and listen to the terry gross interview with her i did yeah it was interesting crazy to hear her talk about it like she's like there are some ways where she just like she doesn't even acknowledge the uh, mm-hmm. the abuse that you know other well, people she would acknowledge it. But she doesn't. She's not like. She was more
0: concerned with like the term, how like the terminology yeah. of it, and like in a weird way. But at the same time, I'm like, listen, like whatever. No, totally. Whatever yeah. you need to do. Experience. Like I get it. You can't. It. Yeah.
1: But it, I had. I guess I, I never heard. Like she said things that I had never heard somebody in that situation say before. Mm-hmm. It just she made it. She made it even more complex than I yeah. ever even thought about it being. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and she also does that in the movie, and it's just like truly incredible. She comes from a background of being a documentary film producer and director, and I think like the, There's like only a documentary filmmaker could have made that movie even though it is like a narrative mm-hmm. feature uh, it's it's absolutely fascinating I mean it's like extremely trigger warning yeah. but um uh like especially as someone who is like interested in how people tell stories especially about like the tough stuff that happens in our lives uh, I just find it absolutely fascinating but that and um god what was the the other one Hmm. I mean, I watched them all in one week, which was definitely a mistake. <laughs> it was like a lot to sh- shove into my brain. Oh, 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 oh. Um, Private Life, which was a Netflix movie that um, didn't get distribution in the theater, so that also didn't like qualify to be nominated for an Oscar. But that, like, literally everyone involved in that should have been nominated for literally everything. It's so good. Um, it's Catherine Hahn who is incredible in everything that she does, but she like gets to do a lot more dramatic acting in this while also still being funny and uh, Paul Giamatti plays her husband and they are a couple who is uh, Trying to get pregnant and they've been having these fertility issues and they're like going through this whole process of um, You know attempting the, the, All the different things there's so many different things you can do but like at some point they like enlist her niece or his niece um to like maybe donate eggs for them and then they're also trying to adopt and it's just this like very heart-wrenching but also very like funny and sweet and beautiful story and uh i don't think it got like any nominations which is really unfortunate she was
1: nominated for an independent spirit award i just looked it up okay see there you go (laughs) is there anything else we didn't get to i got to all the movies i watched i'm still binge watching brooklyn nine nine That's like in my background all the time. Ooh, I binge
0: watched uh, the Netflix uh, House Haunted, Haunting of Hill House. Mm -hmm. The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, And it is so fucking good. It was really, really, really good. I've been watching a lot of ghost movies, and it's by far the best thing I've watched so far. Mm, Okay. I've also watched a bunch of other
1: stuff, but we're not going to get to it. I think we got to all the important ones, though, it feels like. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, Kara, where can people find you?
0: You can find me usually on Instagram at bimps, B-I-M-P-S-E Um, or you can find our podcast on Instagram at Wistful Pod.
1: That's it. You can find me on Instagram at jordopc. You can watch me do circus tricks. Uh, We will talk to you again next week. We have an episode of What Am I Chewing? And in two weeks, I guess we'll talk about some other Jim Carrey movie. (laughs) Bye. Bye.